coming. So, well, uh, it'll be a great day, though, and so glad you're here. Um, and <clears throat> for those who might be asking, uh, we are still planning on the 5 o'clock uh, Christmas Eve service also. I, I don't know if it's still, it's, if it's supposed to snow all day, or, but um, we are planning on doing that. If, if for some reason it really gets bad and we cancel, we'll send it out on Remind. And we'll also put it on the Facebook family site. And so uh, if you have questions, you can go there and uh, we will uh, let you know. But right now we are definitely planning on having that service tonight at 5. You really want to be here for that if you can. It's a, it's a great service. So let's pray and uh, welcome. Glad you guys are here today. Father, we thank you for today. And I pray that your blessings will be upon this service. I pray that you will be honored and glorified and <clears throat> that lord uh, as uh, we finish this day as we think about the birth of christ that lord we uh, just can't but help think of the whole reason for this and thank you lord for sending him to be our savior and lord i pray that you will bless the time we have and encourage the hearts of each one who's here and lord we just thank you for this day in jesus name amen all right, let's stand. If you want a hymnal, you can go to page 113. Uh, it'll also be up on the screens, but God rest ye merry gentlemen. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Comfort and joy, oh, tidings of comfort and joy. On the fourth, now to the Lord sing praises, all you within this place. And with true love and brotherhood, each other now embrace. This holy child of Satan's name, all others doth deface. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Thank you. you may be seated. of the Lord. We're so glad you came to visit God's house in the holy city. I'm Simeon, and this is Anna. I see you're just arriving. Wow. If only you'd been here a few minutes earlier, you'd have seen everything. But no matter, we'll tell you all about it. It's happened. He's finally here, the promised one. I saw him with my own eyes. And I held him with my own two hands. After all these years, to think that God would give me this great privilege. The king has come, but not as a conquering hero and not with riches and gold. He has been born to a simple young couple from Nazareth. They walked right by me, a man of seemingly little means and his wife. They carried the child and two turtle doves into the temple. I would never have guessed that the promised redeemer would come in such humble fashion. 
at the moment I saw him, God spoke to my heart. And I knew that this was God's spot with me. We waited till they came back out, and that's when we held him. Strange, an ordinary child who will most certainly lead an extraordinary life. He will be the one who will save the people from their sins. He will be king of the Jews and a light to the Gentiles. See, God's promise to me fulfilled. And he is God's promise to all of Israel fulfilled. All right, let's stand one more time. We're going to sing the first and last verses of O Come, All Ye Faithful. Thank you. You may be seated. Good morning. Did you sleep well? Better than yesterday. And you? Oh, another spell of morning sickness, I'm afraid. Poor Zachariah. I told him I would sleep in here if it would help not wake him in the middle of the night, but he wouldn't hear of it. Is he speaking yet? No. But I'm trusting that God will return his voice in his good time. The Lord has always been good to us, Mary. And in the meantime, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't enjoying the quiet around here. <laughs> here, I'm going to let you finish. This little one's getting restless, and I need to sit for a while. 
things will happen to me. Whatever do you mean, child? Well, I still don't know what to expect from the new sunrise. I've never done this before. I don't know how to take care of a baby, let alone this baby. Oh, Mary, don't you think God knows what he's doing? Well, yes, I do. Of course I do. I just, I still don't know why he chose me to be the mother of Jesus. Well, I never expected to have a baby either at my age, but sometimes God delivers blessings in ways we don't expect or understand. Yeah, I guess I still sometimes I let my fears run away with me. After the angel came, all I could think about was how my family and my intended husband would react. Would they believe me? Abandon me? Make me leave Nazareth? Part of God's grace is making a way where there is no way. I'm still trusting that God will make a way for Zachariah. I want this child to hear his father's voice. Let's ask God right now to continue to show his grace to us. Okay, I'll pray. Lord, Elizabeth and I are facing the unknown. You have given us both gifts we could never expect or understand. But we have seen your faithfulness, Lord, and we know your grace will go before us to prepare the way. Lord, be with Elizabeth as she becomes a mother and return Zechariah's voice to him so that he can bless his wife and child. And Lord, I ask that you give Mary wisdom as she loves and cares for her son. Your son, Lord. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Balthazar, would you stop with the chewing noises already? I can't hear myself think over here. Where is Jasper, by the way? He's supposed to be here by now. We're supposed to tell these beautiful people our story. Don't worry, boss. You know how he is. He probably took a wrong turn at the last landing or something. No sense of direction that one. What are you eating? An avocado sandwich. You want a bite? I'm from Nice. Nice, California. Get that thing away from me. The smell of healthy food makes me nervous. 
Hey, if it isn't Mr. Navigator himself. Sorry, boss. I got turned around. No stars out tonight. And that, my friend, is why you woke poof all the way to Navrick. Yeah, yeah, I know my sense of direction's a little murky. <laughs> Get it? Murky. You're hilarious. You're hilarious, Gaspar. Hilarious. That still thinks my gift is a bit. Sweet smelling frankincense. Amanda Benito. More like a bong in there. Well, leave it to me, head of the family, to bring the best gift. Gold. It's what a king deserves, you know? Nothing but the best, the promised Messiah. Gaspar here was the first one in to see the star, but I've already been saying his prophecies are old for years. Yeah, Balthazar, you're a real wise guy. I'm a wise man. So we packed up our camels and started following the star. It was so bright that it shone in the middle of the day. Lucky for you, Marco Polo. God not only hung that star in the sky for us, but he also helped us from Herod's schemes. We trusted Herod, of course. You see, when they came to invite you to the uh, palace for a freestyle food buffet, your parents say no. He asked us to find the child, so he too could bring gifts and worship the baby himself. But I saw right through Herod's lies, and I asked if we were really going to give him directions to the newborn king. You know what he said? Tell him what you said, boss. I said forget about it. Yeah, forget about it. So we continued following the star until we found the child safe and his mother and father still. And we laid our gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh before the king and worshipped him. Isn't that right, boss? It's a beautiful thing, you know. Something to clear my mind. When God kept us safe from Her Herod's prying eyes, we collected supplies for the long journey home, like food and water. Because hunger and dying of thirst, as Gaspar here, sent the directions. We are witnesses of the promised Messiah's birth because of God's protection and provision. He really is a fatherly God. It's beautiful, boss. You bet it is. sir. Hi. Thank you for opening the door to me this early. It, I hope I didn't wake you. It, I just may take a moment of your time, but my name is Joseph, and as you can see, I work with my hands. Carpentry work, mostly. Oh. Oh, really? On Pyramid View Boulevard. Oh, that's, that's great. No, that's, that's great, really. And your family's been with them for three generations now. Wow, that's a no, that, that's great. That's loyalty. That's great. No, sir, I never planned to do someone else's business. You see, my wife and I are new in town, and I'm just trying to find. So, thank you. Have a nice day. God, I could really use some fatherly advice. You've given Mary and me such a wonderful gift in Jesus, and I'm trying to provide for my family, but I'm a week too late for a new gift, and I just 
can't find work anywhere. I know you have a dream. I see your face with your loved ones every step of the way. Can you announce the census and why the alliance is not committed to Bethlehem at a given time? I was so afraid, but I tried to push back and say, but I just felt so unprepared and unqualified to be a good father, a good husband, let alone father to the promises God. But I'm not with them. I kept their faith on the road, and when I couldn't find a place for us to stay that night, I made a way. I have to admit it. I recruit someone in front of God begging me to favor. But you answered my prayers, and now you're in the baby's good time. I even showed up to the muster of the warrants of that Herod, and here we are, still allowing you to provide one day at a time. Thank you for providing everything we need. I trust you, and I love you. Amen. Well, howdy, Bill. Howdy, Bob. Ain't seen you since that miracle business the other night. Boy, how's your flock tending? I was plumb scared to drop everything and just leave them for Bethlehem. But you know what? When we got back there, they were safe and sound. All 99 of them. Nary a wolf in sight. Except for those 10 we released earlier this week. How are yours doing? <laughs> They're fair to Midland. You know, that poor old Travis, though, he's still getting lost up in the mountain every other day. Is that that one I helped you with last year in season? Is that the one that we dropped, dropped on its on head? head? Yeah, that's the one. Ain't been right since. Can't lift his head up right when he walks around, so he runs in everything like one of them Roomba vacuums. <laughs> well, that is a crying shame. Say, you still wearing your sunglasses? Got them on me all the time. Boy, that light coming off those angels was brighter than the sun. Boy, I keep these things on. I reckon you never know when the good Lord might send another messenger our way. Better to be prepared. That's what I think. Bob, I've been thinking about something. Well, good for you, Bill. <laughs> Why would God choose us? Well, what do you mean? I mean, we're no one special. I don't go to the temple every time the doors open. I don't, I don't have a theology degree. And I mean, look at us. Well, thanks, Bill. You're a real Barnabas. Who's Barnabas? Oh, uh, never mind. He doesn't come for a couple books after us. Okay. Well, I, I don't know why God chose us, but I sure am glad he did. And to hear the announcement straight from the source that God's chosen Redeemer was born in sleepy little Bethlehem. Why didn't he announce it to the priests at the temple in Jerusalem? Ain't they the ones with all the knowledge, the experts on the prophecies of the king? The king of the Jews, born in a barn? We shepherds the first to hear? I ain't ever going to understand it. It really was a marvel to behold. 
God didn't forget about us. He made a way for all people to hear the good news. And we sure were blessed to see the newborn king and worship him in the manger. The announcement was a miracle. A welcome mat to all who would to come and see the newborn king. No matter who you are or where you've been or how little you may or may not have. And he's still welcoming us today. So y'all grab your sunglasses and come worship the newborn king. Thank you, guys, all of you. I think we should tell them thank you. <clears throat> we appreciate all the time and effort that's been in this. It's amazing to me. Uh, in we, We're going to give a few announcements, and then we are going to take an offering, and then I'm going to share a little bit out of the Word of God today. But it's amazing to me. I have not been to one practice, haven't read the script, didn't know anything, and prepared a message uh, <clears throat> for today and how it goes right along with uh, what the program was today. And God obviously wanted us to hear this, and what a joyous day it is, and, and we are just so thankful uh, for each one of you being here. Don't forget, we'll be having our service again uh, tonight at 5. It's a lot different service than this morning. And I, I know the weather is, is uh, not the greatest, but we live in Colorado, right? And so, but if you can be here, that would be great. We have uh, next Sunday evening from 5 to 8, and if anybody wants to stay later, you can. Uh, we're, we're going to, it's just going to be like a New Year's Eve service, uh, uh, just a short devotion, but mainly games and food and bring whatever you'd like, and that, that'll be next Sunday evening. Uh, and then the next Sunday after that, we have the Maetas with us, our missionaries to Italy. Looking forward to that and our annual business meeting coming up, too. So uh, those are the, the announcements. Hard to believe that we are uh, drawing uh, 2023 to an end, isn't it? And uh, tomorrow is our day that we celebrate our Savior's birth. And uh, so let's make sure and... and uh, let our family know that tomorrow, and, and I pray that you have a wonderful, blessed day with your family. <clears throat> All right, birthdays, we don't want to forget those. We want to salute everyone. Uh, Jared Lambertson, uh, that turkey, I think, is down in Arizona where it's nice and warm. So, uh, Jared, if you're watching, we're jealous of you right at the moment. But uh, happy birthday, Miss Heidi. I know she's not able to be here today. Happy birthday, Heidi. Miss Pam, happy birthday. God bless you. Mr. Joel, happy birthday. God bless you guys. Uh, Cal, didn't see Cal. Uh, didn't see Rhett this morning. All right, happy birthday, Rhett. And Ashley, uh, Owen, uh, Isaac is here. There you are. Happy birthday, young man. How old now? Hmm? 13. Oh. Hmm. Enough said. <coughs> Happy birthday. Alonzo, happy birthday, young man. God bless you. I have Mr. Phillip. 
Happy birthday. Boy, we got a lot of birthdays. Happy birthday, Philip. Mr. Kinzer, where is the happy birthday, young? How old, buddy? 15. Really? Wow. Let me see. All right. Anthony here anywhere? Didn't see Anthony either. So Tay here. Didn't see him. All right. Any other birthdays today? All right. Let's sing happy birthday to people. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. We'll just put it right here in the jar. God bless you. Happy birthday to you. God bless you guys. Amen. We were thinking Joel could sing the first Joel. He didn't like the idea. That was a great idea, Nelson. I like that. <laughs> All right. Are there any anniversaries? Didn't see any. All right. Well, let's stand. Let's take a few moments, stretch our legs, and let's welcome each other today. on back. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity we have to give back just a portion of your blessings that you've given to us. And so, Lord, I pray that you will uh, take this offering, that you will uh, encourage the, the giver. I pray that you bless the gift. I pray that it will meet the needs that we have. I ask, Father, that you do uh, something extraordinary with the uh, uh, cost of our new building, and I pray that you will provide. And, and Lord, I pray you continue to uh, take what we give and uh, use it to further 
of the gospel of Christ. Lord, we thank you, and Lord, we love you, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. I'm so thankful for the talent that God has given our church family, and uh, thank you for using it for his honor and glory. You know, this is all about a baby being born, right? So I got to show him off just for now. He, uh, he's probably going to get mad because he was eating. This is James Russell Young. He's going to be a man of God and a Baptist preacher. Uh, <clears throat> I, I just want to spend a few minutes, and, and I, I was scolded last week. I said I was going to be short. I was only 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and everybody was scolding me. They said a devotion was supposed to be shorter than that. So I'll be 19 and a half. <clears throat> Actually, I just find it amazing, and uh, God obviously wants us to, are we sent, we're not sending kids upstairs today, are we? All right, I'm sorry, kids, you are stuck with me today, all right? So we'll, uh, we can handle it, though, all right, I'll, I will be quick. But <clears throat> it's amazing how this goes right along with what we saw this morning, and I and, uh, had no idea but I, I was giving thought, and, and now after uh, Mr. James is on the scene, you know, you, you start thinking about the excitement of a new baby, and you think of those things. And, and uh, can you imagine, I, I just want us to go to that setting of, of that period of time. There was about a, we'll cover about a three-year period here or so, probably, and maybe a little more than that. But uh, imagine the excitement. I, I'm First of all, you, you have... Uh, those who were looking for that Messiah to come, just as we are looking for him to return and rapture his church, right? And we want him to come, and, and so we're looking forward to that. Well, they were too. They were looking for this Messiah to show up, and, and imagine that uh, they start realizing just a small group that he is here, and he is coming. And uh, all the excitement that would have been surrounding that time and and I just want to give thought to just a few of the miracles that took place uh, during this time. And, and I find it amazing how uh, God wanted someone to come and, and pave the way for his son and, and, and proclaim that he was here. And, and so we, we give thought to all of these things. So most of where we will be today is in Luke chapter 1 and 2. So you can turn your Bibles there if you would like. And Luke chapter 1 and, and chapter 2, and uh, we'll skip around just a little bit, not much. I want to be quick, but I think of this, and I, I think of how God, in, in all the preparation that, I, I can't imagine also, I, I'd like to try, but think about what was going on in heaven during this time. I mean, the, the angels were praising God, and, and things were normal, uh, what we could say normal in heaven, and the activity going on there, and all was the same, and then all of a sudden, here is God the Father, and uh, now His Son, and He says, now is the time. And so we uh, see this, and He prepares for this. Six months before Jesus comes, He prepares John the Baptist, and, and we see the uh, introduction to Him here in, in uh, Luke chapter 1, and we start with verse 11, and there appeared unto Him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense, and when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But 
The angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And we know that through this, then uh, John wants to make sure that this is, you know, God telling him these things. And, and, and uh, God says, well, you'll never speak another word until he's born. And so we know that that is the case of what happened. And, and then we know that as soon as uh, Zacharias had written down that his name shall be John, then uh, his vocal cords were loosened again, and he was able to talk and call him John. And so we see the introduction to John the Baptist. That is in a miracle in itself. And uh, Elizabeth was, was far beyond childbearing age. And we see God doing these things. And, and so we see here the miraculous birth even of John the Baptist. But then we see the virgin birth. Oh, how glorious that is when we think of this. And, you know, it tells us in Scripture in, in Romans chapter 5 and verse 12 that, that, that uh, uh, sin has been passed on through Adam. And we know that because of Adam's sin, then we know that that sin nature is passed on to every one of us. And so we understand that through mankind. But here we see that being a virgin birth, we have that uh, we have the seed of the woman and, and that being Mary, but we have the seed of God himself. And so there is no sin nature in Jesus Christ himself. And we are so thankful for that. You see, he, he never stopped being God. And in his divinity, we need to understand that there is no way that uh, Jesus could ever sin. He was tempted by it, so he understands the temptations that we deal with. But being God himself, never capable of sin, and uh, we, we, he was impeccable in his uh, glorious character and divinity. And, but here we see the calling of Mary, and, and I think of this as we read some of this. And verse 26, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. An angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what matter of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she also has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Oh, the glorious calling of Mary. And, and then we see her response to this and and Mary arose in those days and, and, and went into the city of Judah and, 
here she came to Zechariah's and, and Elizabeth's home and, and, and uh, was so excited. And I'm sure she was nervous at, the, uh, at, at, at all of this news and thinking about this miracle that, that is taking place in her own body and knowing that she's going to uh, give birth to the very Son of God and, uh, and how, how perfect this must be. And, and, and Mary said in verse 46 that, um, uh, here and Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Can I just stop there for just a moment? Mary understood that she too needed to look to Jesus to be her Savior. There's only one mediator between God and man, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us always remember that. Oh, she was highly favored, and she was chosen by God, but she had that nasty old sin nature just like the rest of us, and she too needed to trust Christ as her Savior. And so she looked forward to that, and for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name, and mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. And she continues, and and here we see her response to her pregnancy, and, and, and then we, you get into verse 67 through the rest of that chapter, and, and there you see Zacharias, who, who also gives prophecy and glory and honor uh, to, to Jesus and to the magnificent birth of the Savior to come. And then we see the miraculous birth. Give thought to the miraculous birth, and we think about Jesus being born on that day, and you know, it, do you understand that it was prophesied all the way back at the beginning of creation when God was talking to Adam and Eve? You go back to Genesis chapter 3 and you read verse 15 and, and here, uh, and, and I'm sure they probably didn't understand everything. They didn't have the knowledge of the complete word of God like we do today, but it says in Genesis 3:15, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. And between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. You know, it's talking about here, and that bruise thy head means that his head will be utterly crushed. You know who will utterly crush his head, and you know whose head it is? It's Satan's. You know who will actually utterly crush his head is Jesus. You see, Jesus, the, uh, when, when he was born, and and he lived and he died on Calvary, Satan finally thought, I have won the battle when he killed him upon that cross. And it was there that he wounded Jesus' heel, but it was at that very moment that Satan realized and understood when Jesus rose from the dead on that third day that he was utterly crushed by the magnificent work of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And so we see the fulfillment of prophecies all the way in Genesis chapter 3, you go to Isaiah chapter 7, and, and I'll read one of these, but I, like I said, I want to hurry, but in, in Isaiah chapter 7, in verse 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. 700 and some years before Jesus was born, we have a man speaking the very word of God, and prophesying the very birth of this Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, he is a fulfillment of that 
prophecy in Isaiah 7, 14, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, all of those are some of the 700-year-old prophecies that were given. And, and, and then you think of the other miracles. You think of going into Bethlehem and, and they're uh, having this child in, in a manger. Uh, and, and think of that. I, I think of the shepherds who are tending their sheep and minding their own business and lowly of society. And it's those that are sitting there that they see the angelic host come down and praising and glorifying Jesus Christ. I, I, I can, it, it's hard to fathom what, what uh, they must have been thinking at that time. And, and this very bright star that uh, over the, the, the year or two that uh, uh, they are there in Bethlehem, that it takes for the wise men then to get there and, and see the, the Lord Jesus Christ and following this bright star and, and all of that. And even as we saw in the, the play with the little kids last, last week, and this week we even heard about it too, where we have the divine protection of, of Jesus whenever Herod is wanting to have him killed. Can you imagine? the? Here is the world in such a denial. They've always been in denial of Jesus and the Messiah and his power and his ability. And, and even then, Herod goes in and kills all the babies, two years old and younger, trying to kill the Messiah. And God divinely protects them and sends them away. And knowing that it'll only be a short time until Herod will be standing at the great white throne giving an account of his idolatrous ways and his infidel heart. And so we see his divine protection. And then I think about what, what uh, John had said in John chapter 1. And I think about the miracle of his divinity and his humanity all in one. Wrapped up in one. Oh, we had flesh. He hungered like we do. He had thirst just like us. He even wept like us. He saw the sadness of the world. He saw the pressures of the day. He understood about all of those things. And, and John said this in chapter 1, verse 14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, he goes on to tell us about who Jesus is, and, and we know, and, and Paul writes this in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 or verse 21, he says this about Jesus. It says that as sin hath reigned unto death, you know, that's why we all die, because we sin and come short of the glory of God. That, that's the curse of sin that we all have to deal with. That, that's the battle that we have in living today is knowing that if God tarries and doesn't come, that uh, we will die. We're all going to face that someday. And here we know that it's because sin hath reigned unto death. Even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, there's nothing to fear from those who have seen the Messiah. Oh, that precious little baby that was born in the manger. And all the miracles that took place in the virgin birth and uh, the, the shepherds coming and the wise men coming and the divine protection. And, and we see all of that glorious uh, uh, um, 
uh, statements made to us and shown to us in such a beautiful picture, and we see how our Savior has come, and, and then we see his life throughout the Gospels, and, and then we see the results of his resurrection in the book of Acts, and, and then we see the, the power, that transforming power that takes place in the heart of every believer through the rest of the epistles, and, and oh, how good it is as we think about who Jesus Christ is, God himself, wrapped in flesh for the purpose of dying on that cross for the sins of all mankind and taking the wrath of God and showing us that it was sufficient by raising again that third day. You see, that is his purpose. I think of in, you go back to Luke chapter 2 and, and here we had it so uh, well said by, by the midcaps this morning, but we think about Simeon and we think about what Simeon said in Luke chapter 2, and he starts off in verse, verse 25, but in verse 30 he says, For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Oh, how good it is to see his divine purpose stated by Simeon as, as, as Jesus is still that little, that little baby, and, and he says here that I have seen thy salvation. We see the statement made by John in John 1 verse 14 that I already read. We see the statement that John the Baptist makes in, in uh, John chapter 1. And, and here we see that now Jesus has come on and, and starting to present his ministry of being the Savior. And he, and he comes on the scene and the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. And so we see the statement of John the Baptist in giving us his divine purpose. But then the last thing, and I want to end with this, and, you know, I, I, um, I, don't, I guess I don't need to share all of my personal life, but uh, I, I woke up last, last, well, this morning at, at 2.15 this morning. And uh, Teresa's dad's been in the hospital this week. And so his health is deteriorating. Uh, we have Joe, who is uh, taking his second chemo treatment today. And uh, <clears throat> there's just a lot of heaviness. You know, I hear from people, and I know that people are grieving from the loss of their loved ones, that some of you are dealing with your first Christmas without someone. And, and so um, sometimes that burden gets a little heavy. And so you wake up, and, and I go out, and, and I sit there, and, and uh, you know what I find? And, and guys, if you have this problem, I would suggest you do the same thing. I try to pray, but, but prayer doesn't, it just doesn't give me the peace. So I read. So I was reading my devotions at 2.30 this morning and sitting there by the, the Christmas tree, and, and, uh, and then I was reminded of, what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, and it's a powerful passage, and we've read it many times, but Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, Jesus says this. So let's just picture that Jesus, that little baby, has grown up. Jesus is soon preparing himself to die that cruel, wicked death upon the cross, and he's standing there, and so let us get rid of me, and let's just picture our imagination of Jesus himself standing here, and he says, come unto me. 
come unto me. You see, we have to make a willful choice to do so. We have to choose to understand, realize that, boy, we, we offer absolutely nothing to God. I mean, we, we are cursed with sin. We deal with all of the heaviness. We're the ones that usually cause most of the heaviness in our lives with our own bad decisions, bad choices that we're making. And, but here it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter who you are. And it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you came from. It definitely doesn't matter what color your skin is. That, that, none of that. But I'm telling you, that invitation is to everyone, come unto me. That's what Jesus is saying. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Boy, how powerful is that? To know the main reason why our Savior came. So that we could truly have rest. You see, th this world doesn't want you to be at rest. This world wants to keep you in turmoil because it's run by Satan himself. This system is, is uh, demonic in so many ways. And, and here we are as God, uh, God's children that have called on Christ. He, he wants to keep us in turmoil. But I'm telling you that if you've been living your life in turmoil, then you need to come to Jesus. And he tells us, if you are one that has been laboring and are heavy laden, well, he gives you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. You see, the yoke that he's talking about is we, we hook up with him and we put this yoke on and, and he is right there with us and together we walk. Together we are learning of him. So we come for salvation and, and then we follow him and we yoke up with him for learning and understanding more of him and for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. And, and through as you learn more about Jesus, and as you are uh, become his disciple, that, that you understand more of how to be at rest. And then he tells us, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And we serve him. And we just serve him. And we serve him until the day we die. And then we find out that that truly is the beginning of life no more aches no more pains no more sicknesses no more grief no more stresses no more of the heaviness that this world carries and he gives us rest and you know what i went back to bed and i fell asleep at 3 30 and i slept good because that's what Christ can give to every one of us. Oh, you can't, money can't buy that. There's not a better present than, first of all, knowing Christ is your Savior. Boy, if you don't know him, don't reject him today. Get rid of your pride. Get rid of the whatever the preconceived notions that you've been raised with or taught or, or the anger, the bitterness that you think. Yeah, you know what? This world is a bad and hard place to live in. But with Jesus, it makes it all better. Doesn't mean it won't be hard. But it tells us that his way is easy. His burden is light. And we look to him. And as believers, 
let us rejoice in the birth of our Savior because we know that's just the beginning of the story. As Paul Harvey would say, now we know the rest of the story. Some of you young ones, you'll have to look him up. What a glorious day it is to celebrate our Savior. Some of you have had loved ones pass away. Many of you know that they're in heaven today. You know what? And time is nothing to them. Perfection is seen by them. His glory is surrounding them. And we can praise him for that. And until it's our day, let us serve him. Let us learn of him. Let us serve him. And let us tell others about him. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word today. God, so special as we think about our Savior. Lord, I pray that you stir in the hearts of each one today. Lord, if there is someone that has called on you to be their Savior today, just a simple crying out to you, Lord, save me. I trust in what you have done. I pray that they would make that known to their loved ones. I pray that they would tell me about it, make sure that they let others know that they know now that they're on their way to heaven. Lord, it is that simple. We realize we're a sinner and we need a Savior, and so we just call on Jesus for the greatest gift of all eternity, salvation, forgiveness. So, Lord, I pray that you will stir in the hearts of each one. Guide us now, bless our families, encourage us as we go home, keep us safe on these roads, and pray that you bring us back when the doors are open. I pray, Father, that our families will be godly, godly families that follow you, who learn more of you, and who serve you. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.